created to help dismantle the stigma surrounding the subject. Our mental health is an important entity of our being, just like any other part of our body or even our organs. Getting to the core or the heart of the matter will help us create communities of mental wellness, less mental illness. Come every week to hear more information, education, and even receive evidence-based research regarding mental health. I am hoping that you will follow and share the podcast with others. Kindly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for this blind trust that you're giving me to share my information with the subjects that we will discuss here. And I encourage you to get a pen and paper as we begin. Thank you. Let's get started. Well, hello there. We are in episode eight. What is love? What is it? How do you define love? What does that look like for you? Oftentimes, I find clients, and if I'm honest, even with myself, before I have the information that I have now about how we think, with looking at love as a way to gain resources for myself. It's a way for me to gain comfort, companionship, acceptance, affirmations and confirmations for me. However, that's not quite what love is. The part about us looking for what we need as we approach connections could mean that there's some healing that we need to do. So here today we will talk about what is love, relational bliss. You want to consider starting or engaging in a relationship in an effort to gain knowledge about your partner or your potential mate. What do they see love as? How do they define it? What do they need? And that's the approach that we're going in in this episode. Not so much of what we need or what you need, right? It's what you can give back. Many wouldn't say that that's a healthy approach. However, if you've been working on yourself long enough, you have everything you already need. So there's no reason to start a relationship in a deficit of needs, right? Your self-esteem is your self-work. Your self-love is foundational. And anyone that enters into your life or into your space is in addition to the work you've already done. So let's get right into the podcast with how we communicate with each other. Now, societal norms, <clears throat> excuse me, say that, you know, if you are non-confrontational to not have an argument or create disdain or discontentment with others or to avoid having a verbal altercation, 
right? That non-confrontation is the best method. However, non-confrontation is the lowest form of communication on the communication totem pole. It means that nothing got said, no attempt was made, therefore nothing got resolved. Effective communication is the second, which is more of what I see within our society as a norm. Now, effective communication means someone or all parties attempted to say something. The blind side or the blind spot in effective communication is that there could have been a lot of guessing, assuming, left out. A lot of information left out in effective communication. You might have to fill in the gaps for your partner or your mate, and they may have to fill in the gaps for you with effective communication. That one is the second tier of communication, the highest level of communication, and the most efficacious is meta, M-E-T-A, meta communication. It involves so much. It involves the tone, the timing, body language, facial expression. How about the proxemics? As you're talking to someone, how close are you standing to them? Do they feel that they have to be defensive in the moment? Or do they feel that they are being approached with hostility, aggression? And so even tone is very important. Are you yelling or screaming? Are you being too general, which looks like there's no passion? You don't care at all about what you're receiving within your input. How about the output? What are you saying? How are you saying it? Is your arms folded? Are you rolling your eyes? Are you throwing things? Are you stomping? Are you ignoring them? What does it look like? For you and your partner when you're communicating. Timing is important. If you are not feeling well, maybe with a migraine headache or a tummy ache, it's not the best time to receive heavy information or try to resolve something in a relationship at that very moment. Maybe we should consider discussing heavy topics in the best timing that fits best parties. So then I would ask if you are emotionally regulated. That too is a future episode. <laughs> so metacommunication overall is all of the way that we communicate in a total sum. And it's important to identify how you and your partner communicate best. Is it verbal? Is it by text? Is it by a letter or written love letter? What about email as a medium? Right? Do you know that about your partner? Do you know that about yourself? And so let's get into love languages. There is five love languages. Acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, and the expression 
of love is the thing here that we see most, right? The expression of love. That's what we see most here. Many think that physical touch is sex, intercourse, but it is not. We can't use a love language in a way to manipulate can we spend some physical time together? It is exactly just that. It's just, can I be in your space? Can I have a hug? What about holding you while you watch a movie? Or a hot shower together? Or a bath soak? But it doesn't, not may lead to sex or physical intimacy, could lead to more. But physical touch it's just physical touch, right? So the love languages is a way for you to share with your partner how you love on them. I may say, hey, my love language is acts of service. And that's your cue to say, when TD do something for me, that's her saying she loves me. Is that enough for you? Can you share with me what you need so we can make sure that this relationship is long lasting? Can I hear you? Attentively. What is your partner's love language? Do you make space or make room for them to do it so they can show you they love you in the way that they can? Have you shared with them what you need in addition to that? And do you feel like you can communicate your needs effectively? Will they be heard or accepted? This is how we customize our relationships to create a foundation that works for both parties. Be encouraged to customize your relationships by having an open conversation with what you, yeah, and your partner needs. What are those needs? What are they? And without being judgmental, without being harsh. So a lot of times I share with couples that it's perfectly okay that we identify that we are two different beings and that we may not like the same things, which is what I call our quote, air quote, in air quote, otherness. Our otherness is the thing that makes us who we are. Our differences, otherness. And that's okay. It's okay we're not the same people. But compromising to cohabitate is important. It's never best practice to want things one way because that's all you've known or all you've been accustomed to or it's a traditional or cultural norm. Be open to explore new methods of how to love and how you can be loved. Keeping it simple, not making it complicated. Remembering what drew you to that person if this is a more mature relationship. If you guys been going for a while, you've been dating, maybe you're married, 
coming back to where you guys got started will help reignite those romantic fires. Having an open dialogue is very important. Without secrecy, without dishonesty, without judgmental words to each other, without hitting below the, the waist when you're angry, those are very important. Remain, always remain honest about your needs. Know your partner more than you know yourself. Not in a way to use it as a tool in an argument, but in an effort to utilize those information or data points so you can cultivate a relationship that will last. Now, a lot of clients share with me that they use the information and they think in times of where there's no argument that they can do these things by themselves. However, when we are upset with each other, it's a little bit more challenging and difficult to have um, intelligent reasoning without emotional reasoning. Please don't use the Heart of Choke podcast in an effort to replace a mental health professional. Find someone that can remain unbiased to help you guys mediate that relationship or any other mental health topic here that you may hear. I hope that what is love, a relational bliss, helps you and your partner in some form or fashion. I am TD Montina, your host in the Heart of Choke podcast, getting to the core of the matter. I look forward to serving you in this way soon. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. Have a good day.